Sergio. Hey, Kayla. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Let's get into it. It's going to be a very dramatic episode. Um, you're like, I can hear like you're like shaking in your voice. I, I am definitely shaking and I'm starting to tear up. But, um, oh my God, Sergio. We have, to, we have to start. We have to start. Okay. okay. I'm going to start. Okay. <laughs> Sergio. Oh my God. You're going to make me cry. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. There's just so much emotion. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Real with Sergio and Kayla. Um, today we have a very emotional episode. Um, I didn't think I was going to be crying this early in the pod, but and here we are. I don't know if you um, guys remember, but in the last pod, Sergio said it was going to take a lot for him to cry, and we're already kicking the pod off. Wait, did I really say that? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when you when I joined and I heard your voice, I was like, oh, Sergio, you said you weren't going to do this. And I just, I want to start off with saying that I don't think either of us really thought that this podcast would ever exist this specific episode where we're talking about the college decisions I feel like you know we always talked about our college decisions but like it it never felt real at any point until this week right right we're already starting off with the technical difficulties (laughs) we crashed okay but that's fine um, okay, so Kayla, would you like to start by um taking us through um December fifteenth to where you got your decision? Okay, so I actually have to confess something. I got my dis- my uh, decision letter on December tenth, so it came <gasps> a lot earlier than expected, and. I, yeah, I, the whole, like, I just was not mentally prepared. I was mentally prepared for December 15th, which is five days after. So mm-hmm. when I, I, I actually got an email, right? And I was going through my emails and I saw it and I was like, what? And it literally said, log into your portal to uh, see because a decision has been made. And I was like, what? What? And it, mind you, it was like, 10 o'clock at night and I was just like mentally drained and just not I was just not prepared for this and I'm like okay if this says what I think it says I'm just gonna I'm gonna lose it I'm just gonna lose it and so wait do you want me to say what it said like okay um yeah yeah say what it said say what it said oh my god are you ready Sergio say it just say it I got it. I got in. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. No, I'm so excited. When I when I saw that I got in and because they like had confetti and stuff on the email, I was like, what? I literally threw my phone and I just started jumping all over the place. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe like this is actually happening right now. But 
Oh my god, it was it was a whirlwind of emotions that night. But that's enough about me. I'm just dying here about you, Sergio, because you seem very emotionally unstable right now. You know, I think. Oh, Sergio, I don't <laughs> I think I thing. know where this is going to go. Okay, wait, wait, where do you think this is going to go? I mean, I kind of, the way that you're, I don't know, I'm getting the vibe that things didn't go the way we had hoped. Okay, wait, wait. so. Do you think I got rejected? Um, yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that because I feel like the emotional journey that I had on December 15th and on December 16th leading up to the decision is just as important to me as the actual decision that I got. And oh my so, God. okay. Within the days leading up to December 16th, I was very stressed out like like my emotions were at an all-time high and it was very hard to manage them and mm-hmm. there were so many times where I was just like trying to like just breathe through it uh-huh. and it, it was a lot and so December 15th comes and I'm just like sitting in my room and I'm just like thinking about like how so much of my life has been about getting into Yale. And it's it just seemed so crazy to me that that was actually going to be a reality or could be a reality and I would get a decision like on the next day. And so it was very hard for me to go to sleep that night. And it was just absolutely... There was so much emotion that night. And I remember texting a lot of my different friends and just saying, and just like venting and being like, just laying out all of my emotional baggage because not only did I have that decision tomorrow, but I also had a calculus test. And this test was shape was like looking like it was gonna be really, really tough. Um, And so emotions were just very high and I was like almost crying and it was just, I was like such a mess. Like I was an absolute mess. Mm -hmm. And then I started to calm down like around like 10 o'clock and I went to bed and I got like a pretty good amount of sleep. And so I wake up the next day and I have zero period and I'm actually very like surprisingly calm. I think... I got to the point where I was experiencing so much emotion and so much stress that I kind of just became desensitized to it all. And I was like really able to just like focus and like not necessarily feel anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was very calm during zero period and I was like, I don't know how I'm so calm. And then right after zero period, I have first period, which is math. And that was when I had my calculus test. (gasps) <gasps> you had a calculus test oh my mm-hmm. god and so uh, you know there's this one quote that I said about that test and I think it sums up how that test went I said that the test was worse than the first presidential debate oh wow 
That's a that's a it, that's a very strong quote. <laughs> it's it was big rough times, I think. But what's very ironic about that is that the whole time I was just like so calm through it. I wasn't stressing out at all. I was like, okay, this is fine. I'll be mm-hmm. okay. And so that happens and third period goes by pretty quickly. And so now I have 1130 all the way to two o'clock before my decision comes out. Uh And so what I do to fill that time is I watch the Taylor Swift Reputation Stadium Tour on Netflix. And I do that all the way until like 130, 130-ish. And I get a text from my IB math group chat and okay. I get a text from my IB math group chat and we were all talking about the tests and we were talking about how grades are up. And so, okay. I have never failed a math test in my life. Don't tell me. But Did I you- failed this one. Are you kidding me? I got the highest grade in the class, but I still failed it. What? I Honestly, I just feel like one thing after another just keeps happening to you. And so emotionally, that was kind of, that was hard. Yeah. But you see, the thing about IB tests is that they're not designed for you to pass in the like generic like 70 to 7 to like 80% as a C or like 80 to 90% as a B like they're not designed like that mm-hmm. um they're more so designed to where 50% is considered passing oh, okay and so I got 68% and that was the highest grade in the class and after the curve it was a very, very heavy curve. We've never had like such a big curve because no one in the class passed this test. Oh, wow. Um, I got a 93% and oh. I was very happy. That's good. So, you know what? It all turned out well in the end. Yeah. Um, and so I continue watching um, the Reputation Stadium tour and two o'clock rolls around and I'm um, at my desk in my room and I log on to the website and it says that an update has been posted. And oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Here's oh my the god. thing. I I think deep down I expected this outcome. <gasps> and I just didn't want to admit it to myself. And I was like statistically this is the most likely outcome. Spit it out. Spit it out. (laughs) The suspense right now? It's so hard to say because like, okay, I'll just say it. Okay. So I got deferred. Um, So I have to wait another 15 weeks until they make a final decision. 15. One five. Yes. They'll tell me on March 31st. 
Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have just, just two thoughts on this. One, okay, that's better than being, like, told no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Um, and two, for you, this is just bad because now you are going to be just, like... Going through it all again. Going through all the emotions again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, at least it was not a no. That's the positive out of this. That that definitely is the positive, but you know, I didn't. I I feel like I always expected that. You know, like fifty six percent of the people who apply early action to Yale get deferred, and oh. that that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it made sense to me why I got deferred, um, but at the same time, I don't think. I was emotionally prepared or even like cognizant of how much that affected me, mm-hmm. you know, cause like I was fine. Was I fine with that? I was like annoyed, but I was like overall like pretty okay with that right. for like the first few hours. And then it just like, it hit me that I got deferred and I was like, I should have been ex- like I want I would have wanted to be accepted and like I was listening to like just like sad songs and like crying and I was like oh doing God. that for like a solid I don't know two hours um I don't, I don't know if it was two hours though I feel like it was more like 30 minutes but it felt like a long time but anyways so basically one of my biggest concerns with getting my Yale decision was about the fact that um I had the IB student parent info night oh yeah that that same night and so between the hours of two to six ten because that's when it started I did probably 20 minutes of homework just because I was trying to like like take care of myself and allow myself to fully process this decision. Right. Um and so for the most part I was fine at the Ivy student parent info night thing and I mean it went pretty well and I don't know what else to say about it other than that. But I feel like by the end of last night, I was fully okay, fully okay with being deferred, somewhat fully okay, Mm -hmm. kind of okay with being (laughs) deferred. Um, (laughs) And so I think, you know, here's what I'm really scared of happening. I'm really scared of trying to overcompensate for the fact that I wasn't accepted and then getting extreme burnout and extreme extreme just like lack of motivation to do anything you know because this a very similar thing happened when I got a thing on my ESS exam um I, at the beginning of school, I tried to over, 
overcompensate for that so much to the point where it was just so draining and I just needed a break Mm -hmm. and I was like is this me genuinely wanting to do this or is this just me overcompensating and I think going forward I'm gonna have to be a lot more cognizant of that because like obviously there are so many like passion projects that I have and that I'm like so like proud to be a part of and proud to be doing but at the same time like I think right now it could probably be easy for that line between passion and like doing it to overcompensate can be like extremely blurred right I agree I mean I also feel like because you're not gonna know now until like March uh 30th or 31st or whatever like that definitely puts a a damp in like your college your colleges and like decisions you know what I mean like it delays a lot yeah but I also wanted to point out that I'm so glad that I didn't get rejected oh for sure that is that's the best thing like the best thing you can take from this is I was not 30 30 to 40 percent of the applicants got rejected and that that you that that should make you feel proud of yourself and you know I feel like my application is so strong to the point where I don't think that they're gonna necessarily come back to me and say we didn't accept you because you didn't do enough I think they're gonna reject me because I wouldn't be a good fit for Gail. Right. Is more so the reasoning. Right. Exactly. Like as long as you just you can't take that kind of stuff personal. And I wanna read a text message that I sent you on the fifteenth because I feel like it's just really important to reiterate. Okay. Um basically I said I just wanted to say good luck and that you're going to do amazing things regardless of the decision you get today. And I feel like that's so true. It doesn't really, like, to a certain extent, yeah, it does matter what college you go to, but it matters more so, like, who you are. Exactly. Than the college. Exactly. Like, the college that you get accepted to or go to, it it doesn't define who you are and, like, what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. But. Wow, man. There's going to be a lot more of these pods. I just hope everyone knows this. Because <laughs> yeah, we still got lots of more schools to go. Yeah, and... You <gasps> oh know, my gosh, uh, Sergio. What? We both applied to UCLA. And I don't yeah. even know when we hear back from them. I don't know if you know, but we should... Okay, our, let me look that up. Okay, our pod is going to be whether or not we got into UCLA, the same school. okay mid-march mid-march are you serious <laughs> oh, God. well okay i guess the next big um school for, that we will be announcing on the pod will be mine which is pepperdine because i hear from them january 10th oh my gosh wow no. That's very simple. Okay. It's like in three weeks. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Just talk about that. We're gonna like 
2020 is literally over in two weeks. Like, what? Mm -hmm. What? Like, where has this time gone? I'm just, I'm honestly so ready for 2021 because I just feel like I'm going to be doing so many big things and, like, accomplishing things that I've always wanted to do. And I just feel like that is going to be the year. I just have a feeling. Yeah, I just, I have a lot of high hopes for 2021. I think maybe the first fourth of 2021 is going to be very similar to 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. yeah I don't know the rest of it should be fine and I don't know it's crazy to think that in a year we're gonna be like in college like I don't know that's just weird this time next year we yeah we're in college I mean we're, we're physically we'll be home because we'll be on Christmas break by now but like you know what I mean mm-hmm I don't know, life, I don't know, I, like, last night, I was, just, like, talking to my mom, and I was, like, life is so hard. Like, I don't know, I just come, I, I always knew that, but, like, just, like, thinking about things and, like, my future and stuff, it's, like, wow, I don't, I don't understand why life has to be like this sometimes. hmm yeah. And... I don't know. This feels like a very big change in topic, but I kind of wanted to talk about Taylor Swift's new album. Oh my god. (laughs) Fine. Okay, here's the thing. I sent you my top three yes, I sent you my top three songs from Evermore. Mm -hmm. Did you listen to them? Okay, I have not had the chance to listen to it because I've been pretty busy lately. But whenever I'm in the car, I will listen to them. I'm low-key looking forward to listening to them. And I hate to admit this because I don't like Taylor Swift. But I'm low-key looking forward to it, them because I like okay. like breakup songs and stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, you're going to love the first song, song I sent you, Coney Island. It's it's very, like, like, it's a good song for when you just need to cry. Actually, all the songs I sent you are breakup songs. They're just like okay, okay. They're good for when you need to cry. Okay. Um, and I was actually listening to some of them yesterday, and I just kind of wanted to explain what those songs mean to me. Okay. Because one of my favorite things about Taylor Swift songs is that I'll like fall completely fall in love with the song, but sometimes I won't realize like why I relate so much to that song. Until it just, like, hits me. Okay. Um, so, the first song I sent you is called Coney Island. And it's... I don't know which track it is. I don't remember which track it is. But, basically, it's sort of about the the speaker who recently lost a loved one. And this was someone who who the speaker had a romantic relationship with and there's sort of like one of the key quotes of the song is I'm sitting on a bench in Coney Island wondering where did my baby go the fast times the bright lights the merry go sorry for not making you my centerfold um and it's so powerful and it's just it's such a beautiful song about how this speaker like 
was so heavily invested in this relationship with someone else, but like, but like also blames themselves for the death of that person. Okay. And so one of the lines that sticks out to me is if I can't relate to you anymore, then who am I related to? Ooh. And that just feels like that like hit me really hard. And it's it's so beautiful. And it's I don't know, it's just it's so beautiful because it's like, okay, I identify like so much with you that I don't know who I am without you. Wow, that that hits different. And it it's like it's deep. Anyways, so anyways, um basically the reason why I relate to this so much is because I think it describes a lot of different relationships in my life and specifically those that I have to um to my dreams you know Mm -hmm. like I have a lot of goals and I think I tend to over identify with a lot of those goals and sometimes they just they don't work out and I'm like and then I'm just like I wish I had done more for you, but at the same time, like, I over-identified with you, and I did, like, everything that I could, but, like, I should have done more. Right. Wow, I can't wait to listen to that. It's such, it's, it's my favorite song on Evermore. It's definitely a top 10 Taylor Swift song. Like, so good. (laughs) Um, and I was listening to it yesterday specifically within the lens of like my relationship with my dream for Yale and how that didn't necessarily work out the way that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to go through two and three right now pretty quickly. Okay. Actually, no, we have a lot of time. We have okay. lots of time. Okay. So the second one I sent you is happiness. And so happiness is like a very traditional breakup song and it's not happy at all um it's basically the speaker reflecting on I believe it's some sort of I don't I feel like you could you could think about it as like a sort of a a song about domestic abuse but I think you could also think about it as like a relationship that was like never meant to be as well um oh I see and it's and it sort of talks about how there was a lot of happiness within this relationship but there was also it was also very destructive and it was very hurtful mm-hmm. and it sort of acknowledges that that went both ways and it's just it's beautiful and it makes me cry and I just I don't I haven't figured out why I love this one so much but like I love it mm-hmm. okay and then the third one is a song called Champagne Problems and I'm gonna pull up lyrics right now because like I need to read some of them some of them to you um here we go okay so this one okay this one has like a bit of a story to it it's not 
super vague. Okay. So it basically tells it tells the story of this this woman who's in college and she ha she has a mental illness. And so her boyfriend, I think it's her boyfriend. I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe their gender isn't specified. I think it might be her boyfriend. I'm not sure. Um, her boyfriend, but like her romantic interest basically proposes to her. And because of like a lot of her mental illness and a lot of her like trouble with making like big life changing decisions, mm -hmm. she says no. And so what the song is about is about how she's dealing with the fact that other people are seeing this situation and reacting to it in a negative way and calling <coughs> her mental illness and her problems like trivial and like champagne problems as if they don't matter. Um, whereas their talk with the paramour who proposed to her, they're actually giving him support and helping him through it whereas she gets nothing because of the stigma around mental illness. And so it took me a while to figure out why I relate to this song so much. Because, like, I'm not someone who, like, has been diagnosed with mental illness. And, like, so, like, overall, it just feels like a song that I wouldn't be able to relate to. However, I strongly resonate with this song because of the fact that it's about other people's reactions to your problems and it's about other people calling your problems trivial even though you yourself understand that your problems are extremely deep and complex and just as valid as anyone else's problems and they're not just trivial mm -hmm. and that that just like so strongly reminded me of like my relationship with my family because like as someone who lives in a homophobic household like it's so hard and like some people in my family like deny that we that I even live in a homophobic household and it's just right it, it's hard sometimes and it's just oh it's beautiful <laughs> sounds like you relate a lot uh, to these it I don't know it's so good I kind of want to read like a song lyric but do it I don't there are way too many oh, okay there are way too, too many, many to choose from <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so okay there's this other one uh, that I kind of want to go over too I promise this is the last one this one barely missed my top three <laughs> like and I think if I were to redo my top three I think this would be tied with champagne problems okay so um Basically, it's track five, and track five is always, like, a really sad song. And so this track five is called Tolerate It. And so what it's about, it's a, you know, you can interpret it a lot of different ways, but the way I interpret it is that, okay, I'll describe it in, like, 
a very vague sort of okay. way. It's basically about someone who like wants love from someone who can't love them back and who only tolerates their love essentially. And that's where the song title comes in. Um, and like, it hurts to listen to like, like, I think this would be number one if it didn't hurt so much to listen to. When you literally were just like explaining that song right now, I kid you not, my mouth just dropped because I was like, that sounds like something I could totally, totally relate to. Yeah, and here, I'm going to read you one of the lyrics. Okay. If it's all in my head, tell me now. Tell me I've got it wrong somehow. I know my love should be celebrated, but you tolerate it. Oh, wow. That's so, that hurts. But you, it's just, okay. All, okay, that may like not like seem like, you know, like all like sad to some people, but that, that just, just those last two, like last three words, but you tolerate it. Like, that just makes it sad, but you, like, I don't know. Does that word tolerate and love does not go well together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, Okay, here, there's a few different theories about what this track five is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the very popular theory that it's about someone who's in an abusive relationship. And we can see this through the fact that, like, a lot of it is about this the speaker doing chores like laying the table and um, greeting their the person they're in love with at the door um and just like overall doing like household chores like which sounds very weird but like it's not um it it works um so basically what I think it's about and I think what a lot of other people think it's about is I think that this is a coming out song for Taylor not for not for Taylor Swift specifically but I think the speaker within the song just came out to their parents. Mm. Like, because Taylor Swift has been, like, moving away from sort of the, like, these songs are about my life and more so, like, she's been creating characters and stories within her songs. Um, and so, here's the thing. In an interview... I think it was last year when Lover came out. She said in an interview that she like finds it very like sad that a lot of people will not just be like homophobic towards queer people, but they will not celebrate queer love. They will only tolerate queer love. And we should be going towards celebration. And so, like, that's the same exact wording she uses in the song. And I just, I feel like that's such a direct sign that this is about coming out. Mm -hmm. And when I first listened to this, like, that's how I interpreted it as. Right. Because it seems like there's a very significant age difference between the speaker and the person they want love from and like literally at the end of the first verse the speaker says you're so much older and wiser um 
and they just keep on repeating that at the end of every verse and I'm like that like that makes me think that it's not about a like an abusive relationship between two people who are just dating I think it's between a parent and a child I think it and it just it feels like a coming out song I just I don't know how to explain it but like this is what it has like felt like to be in a homophobic household like it's just Mm -hmm. like one of the best one of the best lines of this song is now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life, drawing hearts in the byline, always taking up too much space or time. You assume I'm fine, but what will you do if I break free and leave us in ruins? Oh my, I need to hear this song. It, this sounds too good. It's just, it's so beautiful. And I, it's track <laughs> number five? Yes, it's track number five. It's called Tolerate. Okay. It's so Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Anyways. So, Kayla. Yes. Have you been noticing that when you go on TikTok, you see a lot of people reaction reacting to um their early decision or early action results? No, I'm not on that side of TikTok. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm on that side of, of TikTok. Of course you are. And so here's the thing. So I was scrolling on TikTok yesterday. And so I was seeing a lot of people who like were reacting to their Yale decisions. And so I was like very stressed about this because like TikTok is where I go to like escape mm-hmm. and not have to deal with my problems. So this was very stressful. But what really stood out to me is that every single one of these TikToks that I saw were about people who got deferred. And I think that also helped me feel more okay with being deferred. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. It's actually, okay, I lied. I actually remember this now. Um, I think it was like two days ago. I only saw one, one video, okay? And it was this girl sitting in front of her computer with her best friend and she was like um you guys are about to get my um uh my my real raw reaction to whether or not I got into my dream school which was Columbia and she opens it right and she just starts crying because she didn't get in but I was just like oh god now I'm on Columbia side of TikTok <laughs> like what? But anyway, all I could think about was you, <laughs> like and I could totally see Sergio having the same reaction, but with Gail though. Yeah, um, yeah. There's gonna be lots of crying on March thirty. Either way. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Like no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Like lots of crying because I not only have Yale but I also have Columbia and Harvard. Mm-hmm. And those all happen at the exact same oh time. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's just too much now. It is too much, and I like I respect the fact that that 
admissions committee at Yale wants to review my application a second time, but I feel like staggering the decisions so I could emotionally process right. each of them at different times would be really good. Mm-hmm. Like that, that feels like a good idea. But no, colleges just try to find a way to emotionally damage you. I mean, you know, I think I have faith that I'm going to end up somewhere where I'm emotionally happy. Like, I don't think I'm going to get accepted to a college where I'm going to be sad, you know? Right. I I honestly think that it's all up to the person, too, and how you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. So... But also, I feel like colleges know what they're doing, and they and I think they know what kind of students and what kind of people are going to be like the most happy at their college. Mm-hmm. Also, this is kind of random. Well, not random. It's on the subject. But do you like? I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I hear this a lot from like my parents and stuff. They're like, wherever you go to college, there's a good chance that, like, you're going to stay there. Like, that's, like, where you're going to start your life and stuff. And then they, they'll say, like, because, you know, like, California is very, very expensive to live in, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, college is kind of, like, your escape. Like, it's good to go out of state for college because that's kind of, like, your escape out of California and, like, being able to, like, live the the type of life you want and without it being like an arm and a leg and stuff you know Mm -hmm. like I don't know if you've heard that before but like that's just like what I've always heard from my parents yeah and to be honest I think I don't know I feel like wherever we go to college like we're not necessarily gonna end up living there Mm -hmm. you know I feel like it's good to see a different perspective that comes with going out of state, but at the same time, like you're not stuck in California right. if you go to college here. Right. Like I'm like I initially like want to move to like Texas. Like I'm not I'm not saying that I'm gonna like like that's where I'm gonna have like my whole life at, but like I just think that'd be like a cool cool time you know just kind of like I don't know why I just I've never been to Texas but I just like love the country and stuff like that like country style I'm not saying that Texas is a country guys just gonna point that out because I know that's where that was gonna go but I just like the whole country style and like feeling and stuff because like a lot of my family are like western people and stuff especially on my mom's side like I kind of like grew up around that so like I just like want to like try living there because like me and my like best friend we're gonna like live in texas together for a bit and i'm excited for this because i feel like that's just gonna be like fun times like that's gonna be a fun time to look back in in my life you know right okay and also you know how like you have like you know like when you graduate and like people have graduation Mm -hmm. parties or whatever well I asked my mom, I totally thought she was going to be like, no, but I asked her, I said, if like things like lift up and like we have a vaccine and like Corona just ain't that bad anymore. 
instead of like having a graduation party, can we just like take a trip to Costa Rica? And she goes, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, wait, I'm like being a thousand percent serious right now. Like, do not joke with me right now. <laughs> and she goes, no, I'm serious. If that's what you want, then we'll go to Costa Rica. And I was like, <gasps> and now I'm so excited. And I really hope that there's like a vaccine that just does not cause problems for people and that actually works. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen on TikTok. But people will like prank their friends and they'll be like, I take the vaccine. And then like their head starts twitching and stuff. (laughs) You know, it's been a very long journey. (laughs) It's been, yeah, longer than it should have been. I know, like it feels like the first half of season one of this podcast went really quickly i know i honestly can't even believe that we've been doing this for a half a year like what more than half yeah a year. oh that uh, yeah like eight months that is true that that's crazy like i don't know man we've come so far i feel like though as far as like podcast goes like we're no longer having mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. I don't know if you're still doing it. I hope you're not still doing this, but planning stuff. Like, we're not doing that anymore. I mean, I know you're doing a little yeah, bit of no. that, but I'm hoping not as intensely. You know, I do, like, two to three bullets. Okay, that's better, because I feel week. like it was a lot more. <laughs> it was a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I just... I don't know. It's crazy to think that this is our 25th episode. This is our 25th episode? Wow. And I still have not listened to a single one because I'm not ready to be cringed out. Have you listened to one? But like, no, I have not. I I edit them, but I don't fully listen Mm -hmm. through them. I don't know. I just can't bring myself to watch or to listen to this. My friend listens to them. (gasps) Wait, really? (laughs) Oh my god! She like sent me a message. She's like, "Is this you?" That's why I. That's why I had texted you that one time. Like, what's the link to our um our pod? Because she was on a road trip and she was bored, and she's like, "Send me the link." And I sent it. She's like, "Oh my god, this is the funniest thing ever!" And I forget which one she was watching, but I was like. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Number one. Hi, Kayla's friend. If you're listening to this, I'm so glad you're listening to this. (laughs) Anyways. But also, I want to have some feedback. So if you're listening to this, text us. (laughs) Um, Oh, my gosh. That's great. Um, Okay. I can't believe I was crying at the beginning of the podcast. I know. I was literally like, <laughs> guys, let me just give you my like perspective, okay? Sergio sends me a text to like join, right? I join. And right from the bat, as soon as she just said, hi, Kayla, his voice was like just so like, cra- it was cracking. And I'm like, 
oh no, is he crying? And I can already tell from the back he was starting to tear up just by the, his mm-hmm. voice. The mm-hmm. first two words out of his mouth, I already knew. And all I could remember was thinking back to the last pod. You guys can literally go back and listen to that. At the end, Sergio said, honestly, I'm probably not going to cry or whatever. I'll just be like really like just shocked in a moment. So like, I just don't want to say I'm going to cry because it's going to take a lot for me to cry. And I was like, you know what? Probably me too. <laughs> but I kid you not, not even the first 10 seconds go by in, the, in this pod. The boy's already crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Here's the thing. I'm very emotional, so I don't know why I said I wasn't going to cry. Because <laughs> I cry all the time. Like, literally all the time. This was not what you did. You're saying the exact opposite of what you said last pod. You know what? I can be that complex. I am that complex. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Also, did you pick out a song yet for our graduation song? No, I haven't. I looked at all of them and I was like, I don't really care for any of these songs. Mm-hmm. I just picked High School Musical because that's a classic. It also, I think I'm, I I recommended that one too. <laughs> but right. I wish High School was like High School Musical. Times would be so much fun. Only if we were Troy and Gabriella, though. You know, I never saw High School Musical, so I can't even make a comment. Are you serious? Are you serious? I've never seen it. Why? I just, like, I don't know. I just never saw it when I was a kid. (gasps) Honestly, there is so... Okay, did you watch Disney Channel or, like, Nickelodeon? Yeah, I watched Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. Did you watch Victorious, iCarly, anything ring a bell? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, sometimes, like, I just wish I could, like, like you said, you've never watched High School Musical before. So, like, there are times mm-hmm. where I just wish that I could, like, be one of those kids who, like, never watched any of that stuff. So then right now in quarantine, I, like, just discovered those shows and those movies for the first time. So I can just, like, watch them all over again and just feel all of my emotions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but yeah oh my god I want to be on like a TV show or a movie that'd be so much fun you should, you should do I it. can memorize things very quickly too like on TikTok like when people are doing mm-hmm. like um like voiceovers or like just like those little like clippets of sayings and like they're just mouthing them mm-hmm. I can memorize those like first try just by hearing it once and I'm like you know what this is a skill that's amazing right? So what else is new with you? But Okay. There's this one thing I forgot to mention that happened yesterday during the IB student parent info what? night. Um, so it was basically a question from someone who attended the information session. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to read out the question. I mean, it's not necessarily a question. It's more of a statement. Um, But it was just so accurate to the IB diploma. Like, it's so accurate. And I don't understand how this person knows, like, what it's like. Um, So it reads, my daughter has heard from a lot of students that the IB diploma is really difficult and stressful 
to the point of having no free time, staying up very, very, in all caps, late, and feeling a lot less mentally stable. As a parent, I worry that letting my child pursue the IB diploma will take a turn for the worse regarding her mental health. Did you answer that one? No, here's the thing. I, okay, I myself did not answer that one, but we did address workload. And one of my fellow IB diploma students addressed that in a way and said that basically IB is a lot of work and it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm kind of upset at myself for not adding on to what she said because I think a lot of the times we talk especially last night during the internet, we talked about time management and how that's a very important skill to have as an IB diploma student. But at the same time, time management is not enough at times. Right. Like, it's not enough just because, like, IB is so much Mm -hmm. work. And, like, yes, you're going to become a lot more mentally unstable that that's going to happen. Like at some point during the program, you will genuinely consider dropping the program. And I don't think there is any IB diploma student who hasn't genuinely considered. Well, um, but at the same time, just as there are like really low lows in IB, there are really high highs. Like there's so much satisfaction in knowing that you did an assignment well, or knowing that you got all A's that semester, or knowing that you can finally get an interview at your dream college because of IB. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of the reason why I wasn't outright rejected by Yale is because of the IB diploma right. program. Like, I don't know, that was a very long winded rant. But I wish I had said that last night. Are you happy you got that out into the world? Yes. I'm I'm happy for you. But also, what's new in your life? What's new in Kayla's life? Nothing. There's really no. There's no tea. And I'm really not, not happy about that. I miss drama. I miss the drama, you know, going to school and like. Just ha- there's honestly just so much drama that just happened at school and for some reason I would always be a part of it or people with the drama and tea would come to me and I just miss that you know <laughs> like I, I hate know. drama don't get me wrong guys I hate drama <laughs> it causes so many issues but at the same time I live for it it makes your life exciting <laughs> you know there's I've never had like high school drama like in really life. like that's never been a thing. Are you for serious? Me. No, I've had more drama in my life in high school than I probably ever have. Because like, I don't know. I think like a lot of my friends are like very like either non-confrontational or we're all just like emotionally mature enough to like say what's bothering us. Like, 
like confront the other person that you have the issue with, like right on. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah. That's. Would you say you're like that? I think, I think at times, I can be non-confrontational, mm-hmm. but I think at other times I can be like, "Hey, this kind of bothered me when you said this," and like, "Here's why it bothered me." Right. Like I would, I would say like. I'm, like, I I would say I'm very confrontational, but, like, to a certain, like, degree. Like, if I, like, if something happened or if, like, just, like, there's just something going on, be, like, with you and I have a problem with it or whatever, like, I'll, like, I'll, like, go up to you and, like, I'll ask you about it or whatever, like, but then there are mm-hmm. also times where I don't think it's worth it just because, like... I have seen, like, say I've seen, like, a person's known for doing something and they're just like that. There's, like, a point where it's just kind of, like, is it worth to confront them? Because, like, they're they're just like that already, you know? And it's, like, it's up to you to just kind of, like, remove yourself from the equation because you know nothing will get resolved or, like, nothing's going to change, you know? Mm-hmm. So. All right. And... So I just pulled up my calendar, uh-huh. and you found out about Oregon on the 10th, yes. right? Okay. The 10th was last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to, like, point out how proud I am of you for keeping that in for, like, a whole week. <laughs> like, a whole seven I days. Know. I was literally dying because you were like, you were like sending me the messages. It's like, I need to tell him. I need to tell him. But then I was like, no, the pod, the pod must know. (laughs) But I'm so glad that we got each other's initial reactions. (laughs) I know. It was totally worth it. Oh my gosh. And now. I sent you a text on December 14th and I was like, happy last normal day of the week. Because <laughs> like, but like that makes no sense now. It didn't at all. <laughs> I was, every time you sent me a message, I like died inside because I'm just like, oh my god, I need to tell him. I need to tell him. But Because like the 15th for you, like wasn't a it, big It event. wasn't at all. Like literally like the last seven days have not been <laughs> but like everything like like tuesday wednesday thursday friday those days are all big events for me like somewhat big events like there's like stuff happening like tuesday was a big (laughs) event for you so it was like a big event for me and i was like now i feel really dumb It's fine though. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. We kept, the, I'm proud of myself. We kept the secret. We gave the people what they wanted. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it's so nice to be at the end, at the mid season finale of our podcast. I know. I know. It's crazy, but we've come a long way. And I'm so happy that we did this. Yeah, and I just, 
Okay, right now, I'm going to be honest, all I can think about is, like, the anticipation of, like, getting a decision from you. Yeah, I felt that on the spot, for sure. Because, here's the thing, I calculated it. Calculated it? And, according to my calculations, out of the 3,999 people who were deferred from Yale, like, around, I'm going to say... 8% 8% should get uh-huh. in. And that comes out to 320 people. Wow. So that's 1% higher than like Yale's like actual admissions rate. Um, but like still like within the people who are deferred, it's an 8% acceptance rate. So I have an 8% chance to be one of those 320 people. Mm that's very low (laughs) it's kind of high though when you give me those numbers though yeah and you know (sighs) I just I don't know I'm really scared you got three months (laughs) that Kayla when is your last college decision like when do you receive my last one yeah. I don't know because I don't I don't even look at <laughs> when I get a decision. I literally like every day I just refresh my email. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't even remember what school I applied to. <laughs> you know, I really wanted this mid-season finale to end as if it was an exclamation point and not as if it was a question mark and an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's like, we're very happy that uh-huh. you got in to U of, U of yeah. Oregon, right? U of Oregon. Yes. Okay. U of Oregon. That's a great mm-hmm. school. And like, I'm so happy that you're happy that you got it. Yeah, and then we have you just uncertain. <laughs> and, yeah, and I wanted, like, it's fine that it's not definitive right now, but, like, oh, my gosh. like <laughs> This sucks. Uh, like, a cliffhanger. I hate it <laughs> when, like, stuff is left on a cliffhanger. And, like, and literally, oh like, God. you and I have just been building up the, like, the expense all Yes, we have. This is a cliffhanger. Sucks. This was gonna be like our like the most intense moment of our podcast, and we were building it up to be like that. And we were like, okay, next podcast is gonna be very much so like a like an influencer with their apology video, and it's gonna be very dramatic. There's gonna be lots of crying. There's gonna be lots of squealing. And, like, that's very intense, you know? And, like, there was some of that, yeah. But there was also a to-be-continued. Yeah, honestly, as you just listed all those emotions that were supposed to be expressed in this pod, it's very disappointing how <laughs> this just turned out. You know what? I, I don't think it's necessarily disappointing. I think it's just that we had, like, a lot of those emotions. But just not to the extent we needed them to be at. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like 
there's just so much anticipation left Mm -hmm. too you know for three more months guys so and I think we're gonna carry over that anticipation into the second part of season one yes for sure you're okay 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 logically speaking we're not gonna know if Sergio got into Yale until next year (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that makes it so much longer that's not okay. <laughs> that just makes the anticipation so much worse. If you put it in like that way instead of three months. I mean, okay. three months is still long, but a whole year. So, so we're taking a break between, um, we're taking a break from season one. And so, are we going to be back in January? We haven't talked about it. Yeah, so I think we'll return um, when we return back to school. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so if we do that, and if we return when we come back from school, then I think, one, two, I'm counting the pod episodes that we're going to have before I get my decision. Oh, that's a lot. Okay, we're going to have 12 podcast episodes before I get my decision. But then the 13th episode will be... Okay, the 13th episode, we're going to need to push that back <laughs> to thir- to the Thursday, which is April 1st. Oh my god. Because, because March 31st is Wednesday, and do we... We don't record on Wednesdays anyway, so it'll be It'll fine. be fine, but that's April but... Fool's. <laughs> People are going to think that you're joking. Okay. Oh, my God. So you better not pull an April Fool's on me and tell me that you didn't get in and you did. No, because here's the thing. The pod would go up on April 2nd on a Friday, so it would be Okay, back. but I'm just saying when we record it, it's April Fool's, and you better not pull anything funny, Sergio. Because my not, emotions will be very happy just like you. Maybe I will. You know, I'm really good. I was about to say I'm really good at faking emotions, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I can't. I was in musical theater for a while, so you know what? I was in theater for a whole year, so. So I think I probably probably do a pretty good, like crying like oh I didn't get any I kind swear, of Sergio, if I, it's gonna be if I get that's gonna be amazing content for the pod but for me oh I I <laughs> I just I have no words I have no words anyway I'm looking forward to this now okay. like 12 that's not so long honestly because our pods are so long just one long. That's 12 hours of content before we get to my able to More than 12 hours of content, because we always go like an hour and a half, an usually. Like. Oh, my God. Kayla, don't you have class in five no, minutes? No, I have. Oh, no, no. Oh, right. You don't right. have a third period. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like. I, I always forget. Class now. <laughs> but no. Anyways. But. Yeah, this has been a really fun first half of the it season. Has. It's crazy, though. It's just crazy how we're already at our half point. 
have and I think I think we're really gonna have to take the time the break that we have to figure out how to get more people to listen to the podcast yeah we said we would do that we had a meeting about that in October and yeah I did not follow through with any of the things I said I was gonna do we we just okay Instagram Instagram we gotta get that out but also, I'm going to look into how to spread the word about okay. a podcast. Because, like, that feels very hard, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's a very niche thing. Okay. So, anyways. Um, tell me and tell the pod if your friend ever texts you back with feedback about the okay. podcast. Okay, I will. I will make sure to update. Also, tell me which episodes they okay. found funny. And when you find out, like, just like, yes, please, like, right after this pod, like, like, text that friend okay. and, like, find out. Okay, I got please. you. I got you. I, I'll, I'll text you immediately after she responds. Yeah. Okay, should I end it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for watching our 25th episode. Um, We really enjoy making these pods for you guys. And as Sergio said, we will be taking just a two-week break to just kind of reevaluate and come back with more juicy um tea to discuss with you guys um and i hope you guys continue on our journey to seeing if sergio got accepted to yale it's gonna be a little bit longer but (laughs) it'll be worth the wait though um and so yeah we'll see (laughs) 